welcome to another episode in uh, what we call Emmanuel's Pastors Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Theo. And uh, we're here to have a conversation you can listen in on. Hopefully these have been helpful. Uh, Theo, we are now on iTunes. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. So you can... All the, all the platforms now. Yeah. You can subscribe there and get, get us in your feed. And if there's another preferred way that, that you'd like this, just let us know. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been, it's been fun so far. I, I've enjoyed doing these things. It's a little like trying to feel it out here and there, but I don't know. I, I like it. We get to talk about things, think about things together. Yeah. So. We're having fun if nobody else is listening, <laughs> but we hope you're listening. And if you are, could you let us know? Um, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So let we us don't... know what ways we can be more beneficial. Yeah. Again, listener requests if you have anything you want to hear us talk about. Uh, that is open. So, What are we going to talk about today? Uh, elder meetings, executive decisions. How do we decide what different things need to happen in the church? Uh, what things do we get to decide? What things do we kick to the congregation to decide? Um, yeah. And by today we mean April 2nd, 2020. A gloriously sunny day outside. Um, just a beautiful day and a harbinger of more to come, I think. Uh, yeah, so just give you guys a just kind of a, a peek into what an elder meeting looks like and then more kind of maybe a little, a little more beyond that of what eldering entails. But um, right now we have two elders. In the past, we've had as many as five at a time. Um, we've brought on elders and sent out elders over the years. Uh, right now there's two, me and Theo, uh, but we got more in the pipeline. Uh, Jeremiah is kind of on the next tier. He's a guy that's finishing up a degree Postgrad, he went to Moody. Now he's finishing up a degree at Trinity. He's uh, gone through Gospel for Chicago. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and he and Theo and I, we meet together every Wednesday morning for breakfast, um, which now involves them watching me eat breakfast on Zoom. Uh, but but uh, yeah, so we meet together every week and we, what else do we do together? Uh, we talk about what's going on in each other's lives, try to keep one another accountable uh, as weeks goes by mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know try to think about how best to uh, care for different people in the church uh, how to handle different executive decisions well uh, in a godly way uh, and try to you know give each other just solid outside biblical input on, on decisions that we have to make on a day-to-day basis so yeah. So that so every Monday or Tuesday, we send uh, emails to each other, the three of us, where we're asking each other, uh, I, don't, I forget, like nine or ten, eight or nine something questions uh, that are trying to just open up an opportunity for each of us to barf out everything that's going on in our hearts and just say, confess sin, talk about our struggles. And I that's cathartic for me just to sit down every week and write that stuff out. And then when we get together on Wednesdays, the primary purpose of that weekly touch point is for us to 
pastor each other, to hold each other accountable, press in on things, counsel each other, and just be friends, uh, intimate friends. Right. So, and then there's some some business stuff that will creep into those conversations. Maybe we'll do a service review, some questions like how how did you think that went on Sunday, or we'll talk about have you talked have you seen have you heard from this person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but those are primarily um, friends having breakfast together every week, and uh, and that's how I view uh, the the elder team the the session the the board however you want to call it um is is a group of brothers that are just a band of brothers taking a bullet for each other in the trenches together and doing this amazing thing called pastoral ministry together as friends so sweet it's been really sweet it is yeah it's um you know, I don't know, but for me, just kind of being new to this whole thing and, and trying to still uh, learn the ropes a little bit, it's 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 helpful to, to see how, you know, you, as, as a pastor who's been doing this for a while, think about things, uh, family life, and uh, what, what, what you're prioritizing when we're, when we're talking about uh, caring for other people, uh, what you think their needs are and stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's just helpful for like uh, younger pastors to kind of s- see what things you need to be sensitive to when you're, you're doing this kind of work. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're always learning, learning from each other. And so that's kind of one level of things, the weekly, weekly email accountability and then a weekly breakfast on Wednesdays. And then, uh, and then we have a monthly uh, elder meeting that's a little more formalized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll send out an agenda on early in the week asking for input, but kind of giving some categories of things. How do we structure that agenda? Yeah, we normally go through the, the three primary categories of, of, of ministry. We, we use these when we're discipling new, uh, new people in Gospel for Chicago. Uh, that of the role of prophet, priest, king. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the role of um, of uh, priestly work, we'll, we'll start off the day just having a list of, of names of members in the church, and we'll go through and try to get like an updated account of what's going on in their lives, what things we need to pray for them for. Um, and once we've gone through that whole list of names, We'll take uh, a good amount of time just to pray for every name on that list, uh, including anyone else who just we, isn't on that list, but we know from that week we need to to have the to pray for them and talk about them. Uh, yeah, so we always start with the the priestly the priestly work category, and I think um, some people when they've first started to observe some of these meetings have been surprised that they're really more of a prayer meeting than a a business meeting Mm. and we try to front load it that way so that if we actually don't talk about some of the businessy things we've we've talked about people and we've prayed Mm. and um, yeah so we have a care list there with some kind of ongoing people that are sort of at the top of that list that um, 
might cycle through or, or come on to that, that care list. And then there's a chance to just say, you know, any other people that need attention, um, kind of we need different eyes and ears, kind of keep in watch and let us know what's going on. And, uh, and then we also have a category we call the next five, um, or sometimes it's six, uh, which is just, you know, not making sure that we're not just praying for the squeaky wheel all the time, but we're just covering the whole church. Uh, and we'll just take the next five people on the uh, on the membership roster um, that may not be on the care list and uh, pray for them. How often do you think we we cycle through the whole church uh, for the for praying over them in that well, way? Well, yeah, that's a good question because now I mean we have eighty eight members, so what's five times twelve? Sixty. Okay, my my, I was like, my math. <laughs> I, should, I should know that. Uh, so I guess that would mean we would get through them all in a year currently. So maybe we should up that, huh? Mm. Next seven. Um, but yeah, roughly, make sure everybody's getting prayed for intense intensively in a prayer in an elder meeting once a year. And I don't do a great job at this, but I have in the past tried to look ahead and say, oh, here's the next five that's going to be on this month. I'll reach out to them and say, hey, we're going to be praying for you this Saturday. Anything, any specific prayer requests? So that's a normal practice. Uh, by the way, this happens the fourth Saturday of every month, uh, usually early on a Saturday morning. Uh, so after we do that, we have our, our time for uh, the role of kingly work do we, do we do prophet work first or kingly work after that uh kingly next yeah yeah so that's our that's more of the administrative branch of things and that's where we try to set up you know the different programs of the church uh different plans for services when we are planning ahead for what to do um for palm sunday uh, Good Friday, Easter services, all, all those things kind of get categorized under that. Right. Um, like I said, this is the this is more businessy stuff, leadership stuff, structures, um, calendar. We will. Um, we've yeah, there's always something to talk about here. I'm looking at last last uh, we had an elder meeting last Saturday. Um, and here we were talking about uh, all the structures that we've had to scramble to put in place during this quarantine, right? Um, talk through how we're doing all that. Um, facility rehab updates or lawsuit updates would have fallen into this, this category. Um, scheduling, what are we going to do for Holy Week? Like you mentioned, um, yeah. So when, those are kind of like they sound like a bit mundane decisions, um, but when you're kind of like putting together the schedule of what we're going to talk about, and uh, when, when we get there and we, we start working on it, like what are the kind of things that you're thinking or trying to prioritize in in, in making different decisions? Like like what's what's the main kind of goal that we're trying to get done in making these executive decisions 
Um, I think I would say just being a well-structured, organized body is a good thing. It provides a sense of um, safety to people. It, it, it delivers the other things. Um, when we talk about prophet, priest, king, um, you know, that comes from these three offices in the Old Testament that were held separately for the most part that all come together in Jesus, right? He's the perfect prophet. The prophet is the one who speaks the word of God, and um, Jesus is the word of God. Um, and so the prophetic part of pastoral ministry is preaching and teaching the gospel and uh, as the center of the Bible. The, the, the priest is the, the one who meets people's practical needs. Um, and this is uh, simplifying a little bit, but uh, we kind of use that to talk about the rolling your sleeves up, getting into people's lives, counseling, discipling, um, just kind of this messy work of applying the prophetic word to particular situations. And then the kingly is is the the leadership, the systems, the structures, the administration. And I kind of think about, you know, when Jesus, um, and obviously Jesus is the chief shepherd. He's the chief pastor, uh, and we trust him to, to do that. But he wants to use under shepherds, elders, pastors like us. And uh, none of us are going to do it perfectly, which is why we have a plurality of elders to complement and make up for each other's weaknesses and strengths. Um, but together, we, we need to be make, doing these three things, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at the, the parable of the feeding of the 5,000 as a, as a good illustration of this, right? The, there was this huge need, um, and, G, and they, the disciples come to Jesus and say, Jesus, what's going on? you got to meet this need. And he says, uh, give them something to eat. And they're like, we can't. And he's like, exactly, you can't. Um, I can do it miraculously, but I'm still going to do it through you. And that's, that's the joy of ministry. Like we come and say, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not sufficient for such things. And Jesus says, precisely. That's great. Um, you need, it has to be me feeding the flock, right? It has to be me providing and doing this stuff, but I'm still going to do it through you. Um, so that's, that's, I mean, that's where we come in. Like God wants to speak through us. He wants to minister through us. Um, and uh, but he does it also through systems and structures, right? So he tells them here, have them sit down in groups of fifty on the green grass, and here's how you're gonna disperse, and you need to have a plan for doing this, and it has to be orderly, and I, I think that's how ministry happens. So the kingly, a lot of times people want to focus on the kingly, and, and and to the you know exclusion of caring about the the prophetic or the priestly. Um, but if you it, to get the prophetic word out, you still need systems and structures in place. Hmm. And, and um, so I guess that's a long answer to your question. <laughs> no, <laughs> Is that no, helpful? I think, it, I think it's very helpful to, to think about, um, you know, I, we, I, I'm the kind of person that, that likes uh, when, when I was like a little bit younger, that would, would just like, you know, let's just let's just do the work. Why do we have to, to deal with all the, the mess of like? you know, policies and politicking these things. Hmm. Um, but um, it, when you uh, kind of see, like, honestly, how how important these structures are to make sure that everyone gets provided for, everyone has what they need to, to do the things that uh, are to, to hear the word of God, to, to get the counseling that they need, to... to be shepherded and to grow in Christ um, 
then like all of a sudden like the, the policies and stuff we make they're, they're not so much just like busy work they're they're actually uh they're actually you doing pastoral ministry uh mm -hmm. looking out for people and, and setting up ways for you to to care and right. and love people so no i think that is a helpful way to, to think about that you mentioned the word policy and we've the elders have written policy statements in the past on different things but where do you see policies in the new testament policies i think there's de there's definitive things that a church needs to do um so the church is commanded to to preach the word of god to keep the lord's supper in first corinthians and in first and second timothy and then i think like you can see in the book of acts when uh different decisions needed to be made about uh, you know what are the what are the Gentiles going to do, and how are we going to treat uh, elders? Or how are we going to treat our, right. our elderly and the widows? Yeah. Uh, you see them like coming together to make decisions uh, about um, how they're going to delegate ministries. Uh, yeah. The deacons are going to take care of this, mm -hmm. and the elders are going to take care of this. Mm -hmm. So there's structure there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't prep you for this; it just was coming on on the fly. But I I thought about this one time; it hit me. That place in First uh, Timothy five, where I mean, obviously the the church is supposed to to care for care for the flock, and a, a, a vulnerable subset of that would be the widows, right? So caring for the widows, like yeah, let's do that. Well, how are you gonna do that? Well, t Paul gives Timothy some policy, like a policy statement, right? He says, let a widow be enrolled if she's not less than sixty years of age, having been the wife of one husband. Reputation has to meet these qual. Like that's a policy statement, right? That's kingly stuff. And then it's part of the delivery of, of ministry. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I kind of wanted to ask about, like, with this is like, you know, um, it's just kind of like a, a, just it's just like a reality of life that the more people you get involved in doing policies or uh, developing your policies, like, the more you have to just kind of like work through complications of different personalities and different thought processes and different values and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, like instead of us being a church that like has one pastor that just makes decisions and, and like he, he does it all, uh, we've tried to like open it up. So like we have plurality of elders, but not only that, we also have people who are training to be elders under them who are also involved in this conversation mm -hmm. and and we want more people in that so that's that's more complications uh why do you think it's important like it's it's why do you think it's worth involving several people in our decision makings here uh, why do you think it's worth going through all the, the complications and the conversations that we have for that uh proverbs i think has I hope this is in Proverbs. It might not, and it's not one of those Benjamin Franklin sayings or something. But, that there's uh, wisdom in the counsel of many. Um, I think that that's true. I mean, that, that we all have blind spots that we, and we're not an expert in every area. We don't have experience in every area. So, a plurality of elders is is um, to uh, address that, and um, so we can work things out together. Um, deliberate, have different perspectives. So, yeah. Did you have other thoughts? 
Uh, off the top of my head, just kind of flushing it out, but you know, for one thing, it does get a, a, a diverse perspective, so you don't sort of like live in your own echo chamber and are aware of, you know, mm-hmm. your own sort of pet peeves and inclinations. Uh, you, can, you can get a much more well-rounded perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the other half of it is like, it. it's a principle I, I learned like at Emmanuel when I first went here is that um, the, the more you, you have to be careful about that, but when you put responsibilities on other people, um, uh, hmm. when you do it right and you do it carefully, they also tend to grow and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, lean into church life more and want to be a, a, a better Christian, a better member of the church to, because they're invested in it more now. Yeah, that's uh, that's your story. Yeah, and that's um, yeah, that's just that we want to be a church that's just raising up leaders at all levels and all kinds, but especially pastors. And um, that's what Gospel for Chicago is. Gospel for Chicago is specifically organized around this prophet, priest, king sort of model. These those are the the three main buckets of ministry, the three competencies that you need to to be able to do. And then we, we have those pastoral apprentices that are going through Gospel for Chicago, sit in and observe elder meetings, these fourth Saturday elder meetings, and um, oftentimes we'll be pushing on them. Hey, what do you think? Um, you know, t- what's your perspective? And um, and I think that's a, a huge, a huge part of their growth and discipleship and kind of seeing how a church runs on the inside. And we want to open that circle up, you know, to people. We have deacons come in from time to time and, and report and be part of a conversation in, on their area of ministry. Um, yeah. Cool. So we start out our meetings with the, the priestly. We talk about people. Um, we pray for a good extended bit of time for people and just the larger category of revival for our church then we get into the kingly going through some of the business stuff and then we finish with the prophetic what does that look like the prophetic is our teaching ministry so that is where we decide uh what's the next sermon series going to be about um who's going to preach on on days that that you're not here um what are our different sunday schools going to look like um it's 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 the content mm-hmm. i guess of of, of ministry mm-hmm. um right sunday school um what the summer retreat topic is going to be like anything that's yeah part of the teaching ministry of the church we'll do that and 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 then there'll be a chance there for input too like Sometimes I'm I'm saying I am preaching this tomorrow and I have no idea what to say. What do you guys think? <laughs> or there's a chance, just always a chance. Like, hey, any anything? How's how's the minor prophets been going? Um, what do you think? What feedback are you getting? What's been helpful? What hasn't? What mm-hmm. where have I misspoke? Uh, do you have any critique for me? Any criticism that would be helpful, edifying? Uh, and there's just an open floor for that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's also a cool way to just like 
debrief when like uh, when, uh, different people have preached a sermon, like um, not not just you, but um, when Enoch preaches or James preaches or any one of these guys, like we can kind of sit together and talk about like the sermon, like what you think about it and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helpful to and, get uh, that, that type of feedback. Yep. We want to be giving and receiving criticism is an important skill to learn. And um, we want to be open to that. And also liturgy input, worship, how, how's, how's the, right. the rest of the service going? Right. Um, we'll talk, we'll talk about that. Well, things and work, uh, things don't. And then we finish with just a run through of the calendar, um, some of the big events coming up. Make sure everybody's on the same page. Got our calendar synced. Um, we've alluded to the fact that there's on those those meetings. It's not just me and you, right? Uh, who else is there? Uh, the, generally, the the people who go have are either going through the Gospel for Chicago or have finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Right now, consistently, we've had uh, um, uh, Jaden's been there, uh, Enoch's been there. Um, who else has been there? Uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Um, yeah, those those three have been the, the most consistent, and um, I think we're gonna start adding on more people. Uh, James is starting to come. James is starting to come. Yeah. Uh, I invited him just to join that because he he went through gospel for Chicago at a at a different church uh, at uh, back in the day, and so I just was like, I think he'd be, he'd benefit from being part of this and and kind of bringing him kind of more into that circle, mm-hmm. into those discussions, and so he started coming the last couple months, and then uh, Josh Nilas is uh, starting gospel for Chicago this month. And he's uh, usually works a lot on Saturdays, but he's starting to be copied into those emails, uh, give input on the agenda, and hopefully he'll be able to sit in on some of those and kind of observe how that goes. And um, wherever God is, ends up taking him in ministry, I think it'll be a huge benefit for him down the road. And then I think we got a handful of guys in the in the, ready to jump into GFC in the fall. Uh, that'll be around that table. So yeah. it's an ex- always an exciting, to me, exciting part of pastoral ministry is also um, investing in younger men that will um, can become pastors. And yeah, we'll see. I'm looking forward to having a bunch of bunch of guys to talk about this stuff with. Yeah, and hopefully this was helpful for you just to get maybe you haven't been to an elder meeting before. Maybe you didn't know what really happened and went on there. So now you know a little bit more. And um, yeah, hopefully that was that was fun for you and that you know that we, we do it because not because we want power and control and to have this closed room, smoke-filled room meetings where we you know decide people's fate, uh, but that we love you and we're seeking to be faithful to our Lord and do what he's told us to do and care for you and um, care for the church and keep the church healthy and functioning. And as we said, you know, before with that uh, quote a couple episodes ago from the trellis and the vine, that doesn't mean that it's just a select little group of, of uh, guys who are doing everything, but we're, we have a, a specific office that 
is charged with equipping the saints for the work of ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that we're hoping that um, that you know that that's why we're doing it and what we're doing, and hope that you see some of the fruit of that, and and uh, that makes a little more sense to you now. Yeah. Anything else? Um, that's generally it for me. We we hope you guys, um, you know, if there's, if there's ever like ways that we can. Uh, do a better job uh, equipping you guys for ministry things you need uh, things you're concerned about uh, just hope you you feel open to talk to us about it uh, yes and we can we can work together and figure something something out together yes the line is always open we need input and uh feedback so thank you for doing that mm-hmm. all right man all right Uh, Until next time. Until next time. See ya.